Hi, this is Maeve, and welcome to our very first episode of Two Broads Abroad. We are very excited and happy that you are all here listening to us talk about our day. So excited. Just to paint the picture right now, we are sitting. um, Maeve just took a huge bite (laughs) out of um, some bread she got at the farmer's market. Mm. Um, We're sitting in this kind of funky little attic room at St. Michael's Hall, Mm-hmm. Middle I'm of feeding town. the mice all my little crumbs. <laughs> Middle of town in Oxford, having some wine and cheese and jam and bread. We're really um, just kicking back on a Thursday night. We mm-hmm. both had very long days. Yeah. Um, and we're really just here to relax and chill out. Yeah, we really are. And <laughs> and and I actually just want to circle back for a second to mm-hmm. the idea of this as our first podcast. Yeah. Um, where I think we're both really excited, both a little nervous, but. Mm-hmm. On the podcast app that we're recording this on, big shout out to this podcast it's app. It's called Audible. Big shout out to Audible. Huge shout out to my American Girl Dolls podcast, which introduced <laughs> me to this app and to podcasts in general. Yeah. Anyway, we have a lot of people to thank, but um, <laughs> I noticed on this podcast that there's a podcast about how to make a podcast, which we didn't listen to, but... I'd like to think that by you listening to us, not mm-hmm. only do you get, like, a really spicy view of two broads abroad, two gals just bopping around Oxford mm-hmm. in England, um, but also it's like you're learning how to make a podcast because we're learning how to make we one. We're very much learning. Yeah. This is a learning curve for yeah. all of us. I know. A safe space for it, everyone to grow. Exactly. So that's like I think that's like the meta narrative of this podcast, mm, if you will. Very nice. I know it's terrible. I've been doing too much reading today. I'm at the worst library. But Which maybe one? I hear you were all. There was the the I was at the the Jewish and Hebrew or Hebrew and Judaism library. It was just a, it was a it was a mess. Well, I have to be honest with you, Emma. So I had actually. I'm I'm a little bit disappointed, I have to be honest with you, because I had very high standards um, thinking that I was coming to the mm-hmm. University of Oxford established in uh, like one, 2000 BC or something <laughs> yeah. like that. I don't fucking know. I thought that at this point they would have figured out how to have a cohesive library system. Now, I was mistaken about that know, because apparently they have this system in which I end up getting humiliated and kicked out mm. of um, the library that's near uh, Keeble. Wait, I, really? Which yeah, one? it was it was some other college's library. Mm. And they have this whole system here where it's not really a cohesive university. It's mm-hmm. a lot of smaller mm-hmm. colleges. Mm-hmm. Now, that's fine. That will float your boat. That's okay. I didn't understand that, and I was wearing headphones when I oh, waltzed no. in. I snuck in behind some international students into this library and um, promptly got kicked out and asked to never return by the librarian who noticed that I wasn't actually from the college. I have no idea how. He's a very smart man, very good at his job, but I have to say he was extraordinarily rude, but I do, I don't blame him, I blame the system. I can't support the library system that they have here. Yeah, I also, I think, like, accessibility is terrible in this library today. It actually is. That was my problem with the library today. So, obviously, nothing against, like, Judaism or Hebrew studies. I'm Jewish. I'm sure we'll talk about that a lot. Like... Mm -hmm. I'm excited I, for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, like, 
I met some lovely people in, like, the common room of this library. Oh, that's so nice. I asked, when I was leaving, I was like, also another thing about libraries, it's so confusing how to get in and out of them. I'm always afraid I I'm going to turn off an alarm. Yeah. I never know when to, like, swipe my BOD card because, mm-hmm. so at Smith, you just have to, like, swipe your card and that's how you get into places. Not yeah. even libraries usually, but, like, into buildings. But here, I should interject for yeah. one half a second. Emma and I are two broads abroad. You might have take notice from this that we are not actually Oxford students. Oh. We are studying abroad from Smith College in Northampton, Massachusetts. Mm, that's a good point. Um, which I think will become... Well, we'll bring it up later. It'll become integral, but continue. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, that's one point of accessibility that's a problem. Yeah. Like... No, for sure. Me and, like, being assumed to know how to move in the space when I'm... When and, I don't. And, and British I, people do not like explaining it to no, you. No, they, they don't. don't. And so I had to ask... I asked this person like, how to get out, and they were very kind, and they, like, really walked me through it, mm-hmm. but I <clears throat> kind of walked over to the library, it was the middle of the afternoon, it was a cloudy day today, I was, like, really off my game, mm-hmm. not feeling, like, great, it was a nice walk, I walked into the library, I'm like, okay, great, I can get the books that I need for my tutorial on the Dead Sea Scrolls here. Fun, fun class, it sounds like. Yeah, I have, I'm so fucking nervous for it. Oh, you're gonna be fine. But you're anyway, be no, it's fine. So I was like, okay, I know, I like did a bunch of research the other night, like where I can get all these books that I need for my research mm-hmm. or that I need to like write this paper for this class. I get into the library. Um, I have to like go down to the basement. That's where the library is. And mm-hmm. I like figure out, well, before I figure out where to swipe my card, there's this man behind me mm-hmm. who's, like, obviously trying to get into the library, but he had yes. two glasses in his hand, but, like, he looked like he knew what he was doing. I didn't, and so I was like, oh, go ahead of me, and he looked at me like I was the dumbest person alive because <laughs> he had two glasses <laughs> in his hand, and he went, like, he did, like, a oh, little yeah, motion. Oh, yeah, because he couldn't get it. Because he couldn't open the door, and he was like, no, you can go, and he had an American accent, but I honestly didn't even notice because he was so rude, and so he, so I was like, "Oh it's shit, fine, yeah, it's I know, quality. I know." And so I open the door, and then he goes in, and then he goes behind the desk, and I realize that he's the librarian. Oh. So now he's the man who's like in charge of me having a good experience here because he has all right. the answers. Right. So I turn he to open the keys. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So and then also like the space is not big; it's like a small space that I'm navigating. Okay. Um. He, I I go, I know, this is a long story, but it's really important. I go, I open the door Uh to go into, like, the library room, and he's like, you can't bring your pack into the reading room. And I'm like... Like your backpack? My backpack. Okay. So I turn around, and I'm like, okay, is there somewhere else I can put it? And he, like, I want to say that, like, everything that I asked him seemed like it was, like, the biggest chore for him to answer like he had like a lot of things to get back to and I I, I have to be honest with you here I have worked in a library and let me tell you that man had jack shit to do he had (laughs) fucking nothing to do when I work at the public library in Northampton Massachusetts I sit there and I relish the moment that the retirees (laughs) call me on the phone and I get to pick it up and tell them and they say What's the weather going to be tomorrow? And I get to say, now you just hold on one moment and while I figure this one out for you, I go and I type. I had no idea that I was just part Google. of your job. It's like my, the main part of my job and I'm so sure that this man had absolutely nothing to do yeah. all day long because no. that's the job of a librarian. Right. It's to make you feel unwelcome. Right. right. But I'm not going to air my grievances against librarians right now because it's, it's no, I mean, librarians, too much to get into. Librarians are nice. I have had... I, ha- I have to disagree. Oh. Maybe. Okay, well, I would say that, like, 90% of my experience with librarians is positive. Interesting. Okay, anyway, this man... Yes, continue. I'm sorry. 
<clears throat> it's fine. He's also to paint a picture. He's not bad looking, but he's wearing like wire rimmed glasses, and he's probably in his like early thirties, and he just has like a stick up his ass. I'm sorry. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so then I, I just have to, like, ask him for a bunch of things. Like, first I have to go put my, schlep all my stuff to the locker, and I, like, put it in the locker, but then I have, like, books that I need to take out. So it's, like, this whole thing where I'm, like, oh, also at these libraries, it's n- not, at most libraries, you can't actually, like, take the book out of the library. Yeah, you can't, you which can't is, take, the, yeah. the primary function of a library. Yeah, it's, like, a completely alien Mm-hmm. notion to mm-hmm. me. I wonder if it's, like, just Oxford, or if it's British, Mm-mm. or what? what do you think about it? I think if the, oh, oh shit, no. I just dropped jelly on my leg. Oh no. Um, these pants were almost clean too. <laughs> so I think it was either to- I get these two figures mixed up, Thomas Jefferson or Thomas Edison? No. Thomas Edison was in charge of electricity. Yeah, I know, but one of them like went through and built like a fuck ton of libraries in America. It was Jefferson. It was Jefferson. I'm like almost hundred percent. Or like there's Ben one, Franklin or something. Maybe it was Ben Franklin. Anyways, there's one of them. Mm. One of them. Okay, like, we're not even in America. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like we forgot. There's one of them like in my town, which is why I know about it. But like that's like where the whole idea of like a, a like a public library? lending yeah. library that mostly lends like novels and shit to people and mm. not like an academic. Mm university library comes from so it's an incredibly egalitarian idea and honestly i just am not seeing it yet in oxford there are other things for example socialized healthcare, that are <laughs> much more egalitarian but um haven't really yeah. seen a lot of that either to be honest it's been pretty shit on yeah that, has, there's one girl on our trip has mono and it didn't seem like a fun time i'm prepared to, to get mono too yeah yeah okay anyway I feel like the story is, like, pretty much over. Mm. Actually, this is the culmination of the story. I want to hear it. I'm sorry. Okay, so I find the books. Mm-hmm. Finding the books was its own fun thing because it was on <laughs> wheelie, like... Yes, like, yes, yes. There's so there, And you have to, like... <laughs> it, and I was like, I don't know if I'm I allowed to touch this. I someone in them. I no, <laughs> no, me. <maybe. laughs> That's terrible. Wait, stop. I, I, it made me feel really powerful. Okay, to paint a picture because maybe you've experienced this before, but I, I had hadn't. Never seen I had it. never seen them. So it's just, like... It's like the stacks. So there's like rows of books. Yeah. But each row has like this kind of like crank on it. Yeah. And you can like wheel the stacks so that like if there's enough room in between two of them for like you to it like will go close down. two stacks together or right. open two stacks up so that there's like right. you can like, compress the space. Yeah. What is there's just something else like that that we can like compare it to? I have literally never seen anything like this before in my life. It's, it reminds me of, like, coat hangers in a closet. It does. It does. But it's yeah. complicated, and you have to check and see if there's <laughs> an elderly man oh, God, really? perusing What's the that? shelves that you're trying to close, because sometimes you end up squishing him. But what happened? Okay. Well, anyway, I didn't I didn't have that experience. Actually, that was probably the best part of my whole day, was <laughs> feeling like I could control the stacks on my own. Yeah. I get the two books. I'm like, they're great copies. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so excited to leave this fucking place go read these books like in a coffee shop at this point yeah. i'm going to a coffee shop like i've already had such a yeah like, a, a you need to trying day like i need to safe space I, I, yeah, yeah yeah i can't go to another library and so i go up to the desk i'm like okay like ex- i like say in my like meek little voice i'm being meek at this point like this man is, i hate I, that i hate i hate that I for hate myself that. too you are not in my head walking over i was like i'm gonna like assert myself and i just didn't i think i said sorry like 20 times 
And I, I give him the two books, and I'm like, I can take both of these out, right? And he's like, yeah, uh-huh. Like, this belongs to our library. And I'm like, okay, fuck you. I'm sorry. I don't work at Oxford. And, and then he he's like, can I see your card? And I'm like, yeah, of course you can see my card. I'm a student at Oxford. I give him my card, and he's like, hmm, usually we don't let people with purple cards take the books out. What? Yeah. The purple card is a big the, deal, apparently. I know. So we have purple cards because like, we're different kinds of students than regular Oxford students. We're visiting students. And so he, he I mean, he, he goes through the process of, like, looking it up to make sure that I can't take it out. And he's like, nope, sorry. You can't and, take them out? And so I couldn't take them out. So Are I sat in me? this basement with fluorescent That's lights for jank. the whole afternoon reading about the Dead Sea Scrolls. Which, honestly, they're kind of interesting. Except yeah. I'm really out of shape, like, reading biblical-like stuff. Yeah. And so, like, it took me about three hours to read 30 pages. Mmm, that's a big... It was rough. Were you reading the actual Dead Sea Scrolls? Mm -hmm. I read the, um... Jesus, good on you. Yeah, I read, like, the first... In translation, though. Yes, in translation. Got not... Wait, not in Aramaic. Or whatever they were written in. I I can't can't read that. No, no, no. So, I learned a lot, actually, kind of. I... I... Do you want to share something really interesting? And then I'll share something interesting I learned. I actually do. Um, so there's this... The Dead Sea Scrolls, okay, honestly, don't fact check me on all of this. This is, like, broad ideas. Just pay attention to the parts that are interesting. Um, The Dead Sea Scrolls are basically, like, guidelines for this, like, group of um, Israelites. We would call them Jews now, but it's, like, contested whether they were actually called Jewish in their own time context. Um, Who lived in, like, north of Palestine along the Dead Sea in this um, place called Qamram. Mm-hmm. Or I, I guess that's how you pronounce it. And um, this group of Jews, this sect of Judaism, had fucking weird rules. They mm-hmm. were, um, they practiced celibacy. All of them? Yeah, like, mostly. Like, there weren't any laws about marriage or divorce. Because everyone was fucking celibate? Well, I don't think, it, they made, like, they had a side note, like, not everyone was celibate, but, like, it was... Like, a now, lot of it was like I that. have to be honest, that does make it seem like that's a hard religion to propagate. Well, okay, I don't think it was like... Be fruitful and multiply, said the Lord, right? I mean... <laughs> I know, I think that they still... Like, I, I, there's some there's some rules there that I, I'm not really totally getting. Okay. It was just like, they had... I think that they were like, you can do that, but like, mm-hmm. there weren't a lot of rules about like, sex or marriage. Like, mm-hmm. and I think like, usually... Like, it's not that sex is necessarily encouraged in marriage at this mm. point in time, but there's a lot of laws governing it. There's a lot of laws about And sex. there were, like, not any, which I thought was really interesting. That is really interesting. Um, I, th- I saw a bug. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, that was my experience at the library today. Well, it seems to me like you've had a very difficult day, but I am yeah. glad that you had some good quality time in learning. Yeah. Just to remind everyone, we are studying abroad at Oxford. We are yeah. very... Smart young women. Yep, Maeve and Emma, two broads. Maeve and abroad. Emma, two broads abroad. Who are you listening friends. to? You. <laughs> You're listening. <laughs> You're tuning in. Yeah. Um, but I am glad that you found some interesting things in your Dead Sea Scrolls. Now, I happened. I actually had a very fruitful day of mm. of learning about. Tell me um, about it, Maeve. I'm really excited to hear. I'm gonna pour myself so, another glass. Yeah, of wine. please do. Um, I semi accidentally. I don't. I have to be honest with you. I signed up for this class called. Um, this tutorial, excuse me, it's a one-on-one with me and my queen, Alex, Alice, something like that, my <laughs> tutor. Um, 
And so I signed up for this class called the Occult Sciences in the Middle Ages. Now it seemed to me when I was signing up for it that it would be mostly a class teaching me about astrology, which I was extremely interested in because I believe in in astrology. Should I ask you what your sign is or should we say that for You know, it was going to come out sooner or later. <laughs> I am a Capricorn, Aries rising, Leo moon with plenty of Aquarius in my chart. We can do a full breakdown later. Oh, that makes so much sense. I know, it really does. Oh, the Aquarius. Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of Aquarius. Also, happy Aquarius season, everyone. Just my started. Is. If, you, if any of you are feeling in tune with your artistic side, if anyone has any, like, inspiration to cut their hair in a funky pattern, I recently trimmed my bangs. I Which, really had the urge to cut my hair last night, but I don't think it had anything to of, do with Aquarius. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> That's a cute little inside joke for me, Maeve and Emma. Yeah. Um. So anyways, I'm taking this class called Occult Sciences in the Middle Ages. Turns out it's not much about fucking astrology. It's mostly about demons and demonology, mm. but which is also very cool. Um, I personally, we can get into this later, have had multiple, um, I don't even know what to call it, attacks, instances of uh, encounters. Encounters? Semi-violent encounters. Yeah, so it's like a stronger word than encounters. Yeah, but I don't actually think Run-ins? I don't think I have the language for it at this point, honestly. Maybe someday in the future. Okay. I mean, like, it did try to kill me with my car crash. We can get into it later. Um, Anyways, I believe in ghosts very strongly. Also demons, goblins, elves, occasionally. Um, I don't know that about you, Maeve. Yeah, for sure. But it doesn't surprise me, I have to say. So, anyways, today I was learning about two medieval saints called St. Margaret and St. Julianne. Maybe you guys have heard of them. St. Margaret, patron saint of uh, childbirth and uh, pregnancy. So, I'm just going to recount to you a little bit about the story of St. Margaret, because I just think she's a really interesting character. She Mm -hmm. lived, um, she was an early Christian and converted. Mm And this story that's been preserved in this uh, medieval English prose for women, um, a fantastic translation by a woman named Something Millet. Um, so she's this woman who... Something Millet. Something Millet. Like, she's a great... <laughs> great academic. I can't recommend her enough. Um, so she makes this pledge to God, um, to Jesus Christ, and she goes off on this very long tangent, this very long prayer about how she is literally sexually wedded to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. She thinks that he is her husband. She makes allusions. I wrote this down because it was literally shocking. Wait, I'm not going to be able to find it Did you spend the afternoon reading erotica? It was honest to God erotica. I have some very serious problems with the way that it was, like, very odd. At one point, she says something along the lines of... That, um, her, like, her le- her loins are burning for Jesus Christ. It was very, very erotic. Anyway, she's... That's a bumper st- that next bumper sticker. I'm, not, I'm sorry. I'm getting that tattooed across my loins. Jesus fish? That's yesterday. <laughs> tomorrow... We moved on. Tomorrow is... My loins are burning for Jesus. <laughs> Just gotta put it out there, honestly. Yeah. Wow, if you're not, wow. honestly, you're not a true Christian... Okay, and they anyway. sainted her. Anyways, yeah. wow. so she makes all, she does this whole thing. She's like a virgin for God, whatever. Um, and listen, I went to Bible camp. It's not a theme that I'm unfamiliar with. I'm a strong Catholic woman. Anyways, mm-hmm. she um, attracts the attention of this pagan, very strong, um, powerful man. 
Mm -hmm. uh, who wants to marry her? She says no because she's married to Jesus. And he's a pagan. And he's a pagan. And then it goes through these absolutely fucking horrible, gruesome, bloody tortures of this woman. She's supposed to be like a 14-year-old girl. They like fillet her alive. What the hell? Yeah, it's Wait, serious because shit. Because she's like hot for Jesus? She, no, cause, yeah, because she's a virgin. Like she literally says that because she's a virgin for God... This man is offended that she refuses his marriage proposal, and he, like, literally, like, he string he strips her naked, <gasps> strings her up by her hair, and has, like, the skin, like, taken from her body, <gasps> oh essentially. It's really quite oh. heinous stuff. I mean, I probably should have done, like, a little trigger warning or something. Like, I really don't want to take that it's so okay, lightly. We edit that in. We'll edit it in. Whatever. We won't. But that's fine. <laughs> <why. laughs> um, so, anyways, so then she's flayed or whatever. They take her down into the dungeon, and while she's there... Um, there are apparently several witnesses to this. There is, um, appears before her. She prays to God. She says, let me see this fucking devil that just, like, attacked me. Because, like, there's demons and shit and whatever. And when she says this, this horrible dragon monster appears to her and swallows her whole. Um, but she's a smart woman. She does the sign of the cross. And as soon as she is swallowed, she bursts forth, forth from his belly and splatters this devil all across the cell, essentially. And this is why she's the patron saint of children and of childbirth and of pregnancy, because there's this whole theory that when she was, like, swallowed and given birth to by the devil or some shit, which is fucked up. <laughs> and so then this other devil appears, because this is before... Whoa. This is before we have, um, you know, the the the, po the poetry that describes... Um, I forget what it, what it is. It's, like, Pope or something. Alexander Pope... Um, you're looking at me like I know. <laughs> I'm Jewish. Essentially invented the devil. So this okay. is back when we have multiple demons. There's another demon in the room after this who is this described as a tiny little shriveled up, very dark black man. Um, and he is like, oh, save me. Like, you're so holy. It's like, you're killing me, whatever. And this woman, it just jumps right into this in the narrative. This woman absolutely stomps his neck. He, she, like, stomps. She stomps. And then it says, with every sentence that she says, she stomps down and grinds her foot into the devil's neck harder and harder. It says that she, like, lifts him up and, like, body checks the devil into the ground. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, so she's an amazing woman. Wow! And then she does all this shit off. and eventually, like, leave, lets the devil go. And um, then she's killed martyred and enters gloriously into the kingdom of heaven wow it was a really really good story though i would really recommend reading it um especially if you wanted to read some incredibly sexist bullshit about mm -hmm. virginity and maidenhood wow so that's what i did today and then i wrote about it it was really fun actually that, do that doesn't sound half bad mm, it was good mm. wow i'm gonna finish chewing yeah so maybe Yes. Our time is not almost up. But I think we... But do you think we should talk about what we're looking forward to? Do we want to talk any more about some challenges that we've been facing? Like, no, that's a good idea. Challenges? I feel like we should end on the happy note. Okay, know? yeah. So, for, okay, well, we'll get to what we're looking forward to. Yeah, so being abroad... I still have to describe making dinner today, too. Oh, right. You did make dinner today. I didn't make I dinner did. today. I did. Um, my name... Oh, no. I just took a bite. It's such good jam. Mm. I mm. want you guys all, and you're all our listeners, mm -hmm. to close your eyes and imagine some pretty mediocre rye bread. 
and a delicious jar of um, Tesco brand seedless raspberry jam. And it's... It's like akin to Welch's, but I think a little bit better. I would say that it's akin to Stop and Shop generic brand, but delicious. Delicious nevertheless. And then I want you to imagine, Mm. those of you who have seen the best film ever made, Ratatouille, Mm. that you're that part in the film where he puts the strawberry Mm. in his mouth and then Mm -hmm. puts the cheese in his mouth and then there's like little music and like noise or like like little swirly things. Yeah, the synesthesia or whatever. Mm -hmm. I also... That's how we're feeling right now. I also want you guys to picture um, a, a, a true life scene. Me and Emma, I'm shirtless, we're in the bathroom... We're listening to the Ratatouille soundtrack. Emma's cutting my hair. Um, I'm emotional. She's emotional. <laughs> We've both been here for about a week. I'm panicking and I need a, a fresh haircut. And, and I'm panicking because I think I'm doing a bad job because Maeve has stick straight hair. <laughs> Meanwhile, my hair is really curly and I've cut it myself before. But it I doesn't have matter. very straight hair. If you make mess ups because it's curly. You can see when, when my hair gets messed that, up. So maybe that's something like... Being abroad, I gave Maeve a haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the challenges of being abroad is navigating the bathrooms. Or I think oh. our bathrooms kind of suck. There's They're... been this whole bullshit drama about the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. I just want to say actually. that moments like that, simple moments of like really beautiful domesticity and like simple joys, are what makes traveling all worth it. It's in true. my opinion. I actually would have to agree. Yeah. Um. But the bathrooms. No, we, we the bathrooms are just like a side note. I oh, think yeah, they're like, janky. I think yeah, the bathrooms are janky. Downside, upside of living with like a bunch of other freaks from mm. the U.S. That's kind of for like the dramatic effect. Most mm. of them are like normal, too nice. I think we need to have a whole podcast, a whole episode introducing all the characters. The whole episode, yeah. Introducing well, all the characters. We'll, we'll get to with. the people who we're traveling with later. We will be having interviews with them. Yeah. you will all be yeah. meeting them. Lucky you. That's something to look forward to. Yeah. But I will say, like, the tender moment at, like, 6.30 to Mm. 7.30 p.m. when, like, there's a lot of people cooking dinner and the windows are fogging up and maybe it's Uh, raining outside. Or, like, in the morning when there's, it's a sunny day and, like, the sun's coming up and it's, like, light is streaming through the kitchen. Yeah. And I come in and I say, Maeve, I'm already making you coffee. Oh, my God. I've literally (laughs) never felt more loved. It's like when I was a child and my grandmother would bring me, when I was watching my cartoon, she would just bring me a little, like, ramekin of sliced pineapple. Oh, my God. And I would sit there and be such a bitch about it. But looking back, like, no one has ever repeated that kindness of a gesture for me until, <laughs> until Emma Schwartz <laughs> entered my life. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm honestly honored. So those are, like, the little good things about living. Um, I'd say... Communally. Very communally. Yeah, living communally, which I have a lot of experience in. Shout out to Tenny House. <laughs> anyway, Smith College. If you, if you know, you know. Um, but I guess, well, one of the upsides I think of like traveling anywhere, and mm-hmm. especially in Oxford, that I actually hadn't anticipated um, being kind of like such a sweet moment is when you're walking. I give myself time to wander sometimes. Yes. Like in the evening, like I like wandering around rush hour because it's kind of a city. Interesting. I know, I like wandering around rush hour. I love watching the people walk past me and people oh, watching. Beautiful. And it's a yeah, it's a big enough place that you can kind of like observe people and like they're busy enough that they're not gonna like watch you watching them. Yeah. Um but what I really like to do is wander. And this happened to me this happened to me a couple of times. Sometimes it's on my run, sometimes it's when I'm walking. But I realize 
that one street that I know connects to another street that I know and they're actually oh, like only one feeling. side street apart that's a great feeling. but I thought that they were so much further apart and then you can just like feel the mental map of the place like working in your mind and mm. Maeve has some trouble with directions I'm, I'm sorry to out, I'm sorry to out no, like that I'm, I'm, I need I need the people to yeah. I have many talents spelling and navigating doing math are not yeah, but any she's, of them but she's hot and she's wearing a cross and only one's ear and a chain thank so you thank you not everyone can pull that off i would yeah. say those are you know you have to have the are... confidence that's mm-hmm. my big asset mm-hmm. yeah anyway um i love knowing where i am and i love that okay. yeah um let me think what i think about love that what do you what do i love about traveling abroad um i do have to say that probably my favorite moments of the day are in the morning um i'm taking a real treasure of a class. I think it's it's just a narrative writing class to just, like, sit down and do some good writing, which is, like, I mean, like, a real privilege and a real blessing that not everyone gets to do, especially with, like, an amazing tutor or whatever from Oxford. But he um, had me take out the best American short stories, or, like, what's it called? Let me, I have it right here. The Oxford Book of American Short Stories. Which is just ironic. I feel like this is yeah, almost what we're doing Yeah, it's kind right of now. funny. <laughs> um... Yeah, but it's a it's a great book, and this morning I got to sit with my coffee and read Rip Van Winkle, and I was absolutely transported back to um, Revolutionary America, and, oh, and I I think that the the most beautiful part about only having like hour long classes or so a mm-hmm. week, and all of mine are on Tuesdays, is I have been given so much free time for R for P, reading for pleasure. Um, Emma Schwartz, TM. Um, TM, Emma Schwartz. <laughs> She's the one who taught me that little bit of lingo. R for P. R for P. Um, so, yeah, that might be one of my favorite parts about being here. Also, I don't know. I just feel like um, being in a place that's so old is very interesting mm-hmm. for me so far. And, yeah. um, you know, I think we're getting to see a real cross-section cross of the British people. And they're not yeah. what I was expecting from yeah, Top Gear. T- today I was at... Christchurch, oh, really nice. beautiful old college, and I saw some guy drooling mm. under an archway. They love to vape. Yeah, and they I was like, it. that is just the juxtaposition that I have been looking for. And I think that is a perfect note to end on. I agree. The perfect image. I'm Emma. And I'm Maeve. And thanks for listening to Two, Two Broads, Broads Abroad. Abroad. Tune in next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>